You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you've got this. And we're back. Post-Christmas, Thanksmas, New Year's, all things circling around as they should be. I was talking to one of the girls in our one-on-one sessions in the past week and feeling like post-American Thanksgiving through to New Year's feels like the earth rotates on a different axis. Things don't happen in the usual system. But I always feel like come early January, mid-January, things start to get back to normal. Now, that is unless you're affected by the epic bushfire extravaganza that's happening across half of our beautiful country. But who knows where we'll be next week? This is where we are today. And I wanted to take a step back and talk you guys through what is actually a very simple question and something I think I completely took for granted. As the girl who has the fancy pants corporate marketing experience, the MBA, all of marketing certifications, I assumed everyone else understood what marketing was. But here's the thing. I want to level set. I want to put forward and make sure that all y'alls understand what we're talking about when somebody turns to you and says, hey, what's your marketing plan? Because here's the thing. Whether or not you spend money on advertising is not necessarily your marketing plan. Whether or not you know how to speak to your ideal client, understand how to attract them, is not the only thing involved in terms of marketing. I thought it would be worth bringing in my good friend, Seth Godin. That's a lie. He's not a friend of mine. He doesn't even know that I exist. But he circumnavigates my little bubble because his way with language and explaining complicated concepts in very simple, easy to understand words and syllables is super helpful. Seth Godin is a dude who spends a lot of time thinking about, teaching about, and talking about marketing but he puts all of his energy and effort into taking very complicated concepts and making them very simple. He writes a blog and you can literally go on there and search anything and he will have a very good definition for it. And so I went onto his blog and searched, what is marketing? And this, my friends, is where we netted out and I think it's amazing. So what is marketing according to Seth Godin? If you need to persuade someone to take action, you're doing marketing. If you're looking for votes at the city council meeting or looking for a promotion, you're marketing. If you're writing copy on your website, taking a selfie for social media, or trying to talk your way out of a speeding ticket, you're marketing. Marketing goes way beyond advertising, email pitches, or the way you do pricing. In fact, most of the time, marketing has nothing 
at all to do with money. We are surrounded by people who would like a piece of our attention, a bit of our trust, and some of our action. Those people are marketing to us, and it helps us to know what they're doing right and doing wrong. If someone says, I don't do marketing, they probably mean, I don't spend money on ads. Those two thoughts are very different things. Our culture is driven more than ever by marketers. The links we click on, the shows we watch, the people we vote for, they're all marketing artifacts. If you don't like the political situation, you're commenting on the marketing situation. As soon as we take responsibility for the marketing we do and the marketing that's done to us, we have a chance to make things better by making better things. So what does this all mean for you? Here's the thing, friends. It's very simple. I want you to realize that every single decision you make in your business is actually a marketing decision. Yes, every single decision you make in your business is a marketing decision. Quite literally, everything. Whether or not you spend money on advertising and what you put into that ad are completely different questions and are very tactical, specific outcomes of more strategic marketing decisions that you will have made earlier. Quite literally, when I say every decision in your business is marketing, I mean what you wear to your bridal consultations, whether you have bridal consultations, whether you wear an apron in the shop, whether you have a shop, the color of your apron, the music that you play in your shop, the color of the walls, the tones you use in your emails, the way you answer your phone, whether you answer your phone after one ring or five rings, the tone of voice you use on your voicemail, the ingredients that you use in your actual designs, the color palettes that you feature on Instagram, the typefaces you use on your website, the process that you make your customers go through in terms of how they order flowers, the vibe of the photo on your About Me page, the filters and presets you use on your imagery, the actual designs you create, the silhouettes that you use, the style of your photography, the type of ribbon that you use, the type of paper that you use to wrap your bouquet, whether you include a label on your bridal bouquets, whether you deliver them in a container, in a vase, in a box, whatever decisions you make. They are all marketing decisions. They are all very strategic, intentional, decisions that can either positively influence your relationship with your customers or negatively influence the relationship with your customers. So I want you to think for one minute and think about the last decision that you made for your business and think about the outcome that it actually has on the relationship with your customers. I thought it would also be worth today sitting down and telling you a little bit about my philosophy around marketing, teach you the four pillars of our process, and bring to life a few more details so that you know what you're doing in terms of how you market your business. In my mind, the world of marketing is actually incredibly simple. 
I want you to sit down and think about four questions. What are you selling? Who are you selling it to? How will they find out about you? And why will they buy from you? Yes, four very simple questions. What are you selling? Who are you selling it to? How will they find out about you? And why will they buy from you? And let's go into each one in a little bit more detail. So question number one, what is it that you are actually selling? Here is a revolutionary thought. I want you to know it is 100% up to you as the business owner to actually decide what it is that you are selling. So often, we sit there and wait for our customers to come to us and say, oh, I am looking for this type of bridal bouquet, or oh, I'm looking for something for my mother, or do you do funeral flowers? We are allowing our customers to be in complete control of the service and the products that we offer. And here is a helpful hint. Do not leave it up to your customer to dictate what it is that you are doing. Henry Ford, who is the man behind the first automobile that many middle-class Americans could actually afford to buy, famously once said, if I'd asked customers what they wanted, they would have told me a faster horse. Do not allow your customers to dictate what it is that you are designing. Why? Because your customers don't know what they want until you show it to them. Let's imagine for a second, in a totally different world, we were required to walk in to the Apple store. And it's a pile of cords, screens, cases, like literally every single part that may or may not go into an Apple product is just sitting there on a pile on a table. It literally gives me heart palpitations to think about walking into that environment, thinking there might be a staff member there and he's going to walk up to me and be like, oh, how can I help you? And it's up to me to tell him what I'm looking for. When in actual fact, I have no idea what's even possible. I would not even have a clue as to where to begin. But I am forever thankful to the engineers and the creatives and the designers at Apple who sit down and continue to toil away, make some assumptions about the problems that they want to solve for me, and then very beautifully package it up and say, hey, do you want one of these things? And it's up to me to decide if I want to buy an Apple Watch. It's up to me as the customer to decide if I want to buy the latest iPhone. You need to realize your customers are exactly the same. I would also argue that in the floral design industry, our customers have little to no understanding, like quite zero zilch nada understanding of what to do when it comes to ordering flowers. If we're lucky, like on a good day, 
your customer will have at least ordered flowers once before in their life. Quite literally, they have no experience and no understanding in terms of what they need to do to order flowers, to organize a funeral, to plan a wedding, to sort through a workshop. Zero, zilch, nada. So do not assume, no matter what your customer says to you, do not assume that they know what they need to say to you or how they even go about buying flowers, regardless of what you sell and who you sell it to. I am banking on the fact that your customer probably knows more about how to buy a car than they do about how to order flowers. It's a scary thought, right? And right now you are letting your customers dictate what it is that you make, what it is that you're going to design for them, and what it is that the final product looks like. I want you to take back control. I want you to turn into the apple of floral design. I don't want you to be letting your customers dictate what it is that you're making. You and Steve Jobs, the same. So the best thing you can do as a very first step in terms of determining your marketing approach is to sit down and very clearly define for yourself what it is that you make. And I want you to get as specific as you possibly can. Quite literally, I want you to be able to tell me exactly what it is that you sell and make it as concrete as possible. I want you to go deeper than, oh, I sell $100 bouquets, or oh, I have $60, $30, $90 pre-mades. I do corporate flowers, I do wedding flowers, I do funerals. Great, that's a great first step, but what specifically is on your menu? What does your version of a office reception arrangement look like? What ingredients are in it? What kind of container is it in? How much does it sell for? If you do funerals, what does your version of an all-rose casket look like? Mm, scratch that. Do you even offer an all-rose casket? The decision is up to you. And here's the thing. Because our customers do not know what they're asking for, they do not know what they're talking about, we have an incredible opportunity because it is entirely possible to sell anything to anyone in this industry. So take back control and get in charge of your offer. Get in control of what it is that you're selling and make it really simple for yourself to be able to focus in on knowing exactly what it is that you're selling. And yes, an important part of what you're selling is the price point associated with that product. Use the industry standard pricing model for weddings and events or use the industry standard pricing model for your everyday flowers to specifically sort through your pricing. But in addition to that, I want you to think about these four steps. Step one, what does your design look like? Very literally, what does your $30 posy look like? What does your ceiling installation look like? 
What does your ceremony setup look like? What does your casket cover look like? What does your flower crown workshop look like? What does your Christmas wreath look like? Step one, define your product. Step two, how much does that thing cost? Use the industry standard pricing to identify the price of your product. Step three, how are you going to present that product? How are you packaging it, wrapping it? What kind of container are you putting it? What is the card message? Are you gonna create your own custom cards? Are you gonna use the generic ones available from the wholesaler? The packaging is just as important as the product itself. And make sure you're accounting for that in your costing. And step four, remember that you are a service provider. You are going to have a very comprehensive process that surrounds your product. Yes, a process. And I know you're a creative person, you don't want to get bogged down in all things process, but it's so incredibly important. You are a service provider and not simply a widget maker. Sit down and write out your complete process and remember that you offer your customers a complete service. I want you to sit down and write out your process and make it as clear and simple as humanly possible. Use language that an eight-year-old would understand. And know that the more specific you get and the clearer you can be in terms of articulating your process, the easier it will be for you to sell your services to your customer. So, step one in terms of defining your marketing strategy. What are you selling? Pillar number two, who are you selling it to? After you have defined your specific product and the service that is wrapped around that product, it then becomes way easier for you to figure out who you can sell that product to. You are not going to be catering to every person who walks on the planet. Mm -mm. I want you to focus in on as specific a group of people, as specific a niche as you possibly can. And in actual fact, I want you to articulate who is your ideal client. What do they look like? How do they behave? What are they looking for in terms of a floral designer? Paint a picture of that person in your mind's eye. And if you are in my business masterclass, go in to module three and start working through the worksheets that are part of that module. Because I am giving you my go-to approach for how to identify and bring to life the key attributes of your ideal client. So if you are one of my business masterclass students, hit pause, jump in there, sort through the worksheets, and let's make this thing happen. And if you're not one of my business masterclass students, either think about joining the program or simply sit down and work through who your ideal client is for the products that you sell. And remember, for every single sector of floristry that you service, 
you will actually have a different ideal client. If you do funerals and workshops, you're going to have a different ideal client for each one of those services. If you do everyday flower deliveries and you do weddings, you're going to have a different ideal client. If you do different styles of weddings, you will actually have a different ideal client. So remember, the more complicated your answer in step number one about what you're selling, the more complicated step number two becomes for you. So in its very bare bones, at its baseline, I want you to think about what is your core product offering and then who are you actually selling it to? And before you start thinking about adding on more services and more products, think about how you can attract more of your ideal client first. So question number one, what are you selling? Question number two, who are you selling it to? Question number three then is how will they find out about you? Once you've identified your ideal client, then you can get into sorting through how you can attract them to your business. And this one doesn't need to be nearly as hard as you might think, but it does require that you think beyond yourself. I want you to get into the mind, like quite literally embody the persona of your ideal client and think about what their research process might actually look like. Like quite literally, what happens when they think, oh, I need to order flowers for mom's birthday or oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I am getting married in September. What do I need to do in terms of identifying a floral designer? How does this work? Or possibly Nana's passed away and they have been put in charge of coordinating flowers for the funeral. What actually happens? I want you to jump into their brain and write out for yourself, where do they turn to? Who are they asking to for advice? What are they Googling? Are they Googling? Are they even going to Instagram? This exercise of getting in your ideal client's brain is so powerful because it is the single most important thing you can do in terms of deciding where and how you're going to be investing your time and energy in terms of marketing your business. And I can guarantee you right now, depending on the service that you're focused in on and who your ideal client is, your marketing channels are going to be different from the next person's. If you're focused in on everyday flowers and getting online orders, I can guarantee you Google is going to be a must have and it's going to be at the very top of the list to ensure that your website appears at the top of the Google search rankings or that you're paying for Google ads to appear at the top of the page. It means if you're focused on everyday flowers, your website needs to be your biggest priority. As much as you might think appearing on Instagram is the right thing to do, if you think through and get inside your client's head, it is very likely you will realize when they're going to order flowers, they're not doing it on Instagram. If you're focused in on funeral services, 
and you get into your client's head and you think, okay, where are these people turning to for a recommendation? What are they doing? You might come to the assumption that they're simply asking the funeral director, who do I talk to for flowers? So get into your client's head. Sort through who your ideal client is and then think through, okay, where are they turning to when it comes to researching and reviewing floral design services? People, this is not rocket science. You don't need a PhD, but you do need the discipline to get out of your own way and think about this scenario from your customer's point of view. I want you to get into your client's head and think about where they are actively searching out for floral services. And then once you've identified where they are going, I want you to put in all of your energy into getting those things sorted. Do not get distracted by all the other possibilities out there. And here is a hot tip. Just because you love Instagram as much as I do and you see that other designers have hundreds of thousands of followers does not necessarily mean that's where you will find your paying clients. Get into the head of your customer. Sit down, pen and paper, and think about their research process. Where are they going? What are they doing? What are they worried about? What actual resources are they turning to when it comes to researching floral design and ordering flowers. And pillar number four of defining your marketing strategy, why will they buy from you? Here's the thing, friends. You do not need to be the best designer out there. And in fact, you don't even need to have 10,000 followers on Instagram to attract customers. But you do need to know what matters most to your customers. Here's the thing. We spend so much time worrying about ourselves and comparing our work to the next designer's Instagram following. But in actual fact, I want you to start spending more time thinking about your customers than you think about your competition. That is how you win the game. Because I can guarantee you, your competition is not focused on your customer. They're focused on themselves. And this is an industry that has its head so far up its own ass, it's completely lost sight of the fact that our customers need our help. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're asking for. They don't know what goes into floral design. They know more about how to buy a car than they do about how to buy a bouquet of flowers. And it doesn't matter if you're doing wedding flowers, workshops, weeklies, corporate arrangements, everyday flowers, or subscriptions. You will be lucky if your clients have purchased from a floral designer once before in their life. Do not assume that they know what they're doing and make it easy for them to buy from you. Here is the thing. Your customers don't want to look like a fool. They are never going to actually tell you, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to ask for. 
I don't know how this whole thing works. They are simply doing the best they can with what they know. And they don't know. They don't know what $100 gets them. They don't know what a color palette is. They don't know how early they should order flowers for Valentine's Day. They don't know how much that ceiling installation costs. They don't know that peonies are not around 365 days of the year. They don't know and they need your help. And here is the ticket to success. Your process and the systems that you make your clients go through, the hoops that you make them jump through in terms of ordering flowers and planning their arrangements is just as important as the actual product itself. And I want you to focus in on making the process as easy as humanly possible. Because the process matters as much, if not more than, the actual product. Your customers are actually going to buy from you if you make it easier for them. Let's jump to the world of interflora and petals for a second. Why do you think customers order flowers from them? I can guarantee you it's not because they're the cheapest. It's because they make it easy and they are clearly communicating to their customers what they're getting. They're addressing their customers' pain points. So whatever sector of floristry you're focused in on, I want you to get into the head of your customer and figure out what is it that they actually care about? What is keeping them up at night? What are they worried about? What do they need help with? And go out of your way to solve those problems. I want you to spend more time thinking about your clients and your customers and way less time worrying about your competition and even less time worrying about how you get more followers on Instagram. Because if you can identify your ideal client, sort through exactly where they're turning to in terms of actively seeking out a floral designer and present your business in a way that is compelling to them that touches on their pain points and helps sort through and clearly articulates what it is they're going to get and how they make this process happen, you are going to clearly pave the way to success. And if you want to get more specifics on how I approach these four questions in building our businesses, and you want my roadmap for building your own floral design business and making good money, then think about jumping into my January Business Masterclass because registration is open for one week. And the moment that you register, you will get access to more than five hours of video content where we go into each one of these specific questions in much more detail. We are talking very specifically about how your customers will find you, why they're gonna buy from you, going through the process of clearly and easily identifying who you're selling your product to, and giving you all the ins and outs in terms of determining your offering. And the moment that you register, you get access to that video library plus a suite of worksheets that allows you to take your learning and put it directly into action for your business. In addition to the online content, I am also going to be hosting seven live training sessions and 
hosting live weekly office hours so you can jump in and we can chat about your business specifically. I am handing over all of my best stuff because my mission is that by the end of the program you will have a very clear understanding and a very specific roadmaps for the steps that you need to take to build the flower business of your dreams and where to focus your time and energy for maximum impact. And remember, registration is only open for one week. So visit fourflorist.com for info, sign up, and I'll see you on the inside. And have a beautiful day, friends, and I'll see y'all next week.